2: Welcome to it. Monday is here. It's Hale Varsity Radio. We're presented by Currency. For all your equipment financing needs go, Currency. We are loaded up. Our dancing shoes are on. Sadly, not for Nebraska. We'll get there in a moment. Chris Schmidt, birthday boy, Elijah Herbal. I said, you 25? He's like, no, 24 today. So... Happy birthday to you. Thank you we'll sir. spare you the song and dance. But uh, Connor Clark also in today. Numbers to get in 489 1240. 489 1240. can also email the show, chris at hailvarsity.com. Catch the show not only uh, across the state with the different Hale Varsity affiliates, but also on the stream, can watch. And listen that way with the Hale Varsity YouTube channel and the Hale Varsity Radio Twitter feed at H Radio. Give that a follow. Catch Andrew and Damon uh, weekday mornings with coffee and cream. Also part of Hale Varsity and uh, KFOR Facebook and Twitter, guys. If you filled the bracket out, I I will spare you uh, the step by step. We are going to do a friendly wager. We got to decide what we are betting for the uh, the three of us. And to go from there, I'm sure uh, KFOR or a 590 or your different folks that, uh, that, that air us will have uh, their own station tournament challenge, some sort of fun way. But we've got to figure out something of substance to bet. We'll take suggestions into the Twitter inbox at HVAR City Radio or uh, can also uh, send emails in what do you want us to bet Tattoo, shaved head. My firstborn child. Pink nails. I'll give you mine. (laughs) I'll give you mine. We'll just call her good. Eh, Elijah beat me in the tournament. Junior, you're moving in with Elijah. (laughs) Have fun with that. But no, uh, excited. Uh, In about 20 minutes, uh, Coach Huffman from Bellevue West. He'll join us. We'll talk uh, some recruiting uh, with him. And uh, his program, Bellevue West, obviously super talented on the gridiron. Bellevue West, uh, incredible on the hardwood. Congratulations to the uh, now-retired Coach Woodard for Bellevue West winning the state championship this weekend in Class A. But a a number of prospects for 2024 are playing football for Coach Huffman, one of which is quarterback making the commitment, um, uh, Daniel Kalin, going to Missouri. So we'll talk to Coach Uh, Huffman about that process and some of the other uh, prospects that play for him that are headed down to Nebraska's junior day here towards the end of this month. So, Coach Huffman in 20 minutes. In hour two, Mr. Blackshirt, Charlie McBride. A Monday with Charlie. We'll talk some spring football as that is one week away. Coach McBride will weigh in on that. We'll do another segment of Ask Charlie. So, get your your questions into Coach McBride either through the stream or or on Twitter, or can email Chris at HaleVarsity.com if you have any questions for Coach McBride. We may or may not figure out his final four. And then uh, towards the end of our two, College Basketball Hall of Fame coach, four teams to the NCAA Tournament, three, uh, three trips to the Sweet 16, and an Elite Eight, Tom Penders, back with this we'll get coach pender's take on the big 10 uh he hired chris beard as a student assistant at texas so chris beard is back in college basketball get his thoughts there also nate oats in alabama as i think a lot of the nation is uh not down with either uh a that, that chris beard's back b that Alabama's the, the number one overall seed and there's been no suspension or discipline to their star player. We'll get coaches take on all of that. Four eight nine twelve forty numbers to get in. But Nebraska basketball left at home even for the NIT fellas. Let's start there. Listen, I, I was hoping for a Hail Mary or the half-court shot uh, from Tomanaga to hit in this instance. And, of course, last week, if that happens, Nebraska's probably uh, a better shot to get in. You had North Carolina say, no, we don't do the NIT in Chapel Hill. Uh, Rutgers can argue got hosed. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. It's up to them to handle their business. They they didn't. And they are the, uh, the, the ninth Big Ten team uh, to make it eight for the NCAA tournament. But NIT is uh, not part of Nebraska uh, this year. And it, it just opens up the question of what are we doing a year from now? What are we doing a year from now? Are we celebrating Nebraska, making some sort of postseason? Are we talking about a coaching search? And I do not want that. I like Fred Hoiberg, and I hope Fred wins 16-16, and 16, considering the circumstances far better than what it looked like even back in January as you had a six and two February and uh, an OK March, you lost to Minnesota, but you beat Iowa. So does the roller coaster cease for Nebraska basketball? You've got a calendar year to get it figured out. You also lose two incredible pieces of this puzzle that made this season much more fun to watch than in past basketball seasons for the Big Red. So, uh, with Fred Hoiberg in Nebraska, no NIT guys will open the discussion up there. Not shocked. Probably didn't earn it. Needed to beat Minnesota, and uh, this is what you get. But overall, I think it's 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 been progress, and and that's what I can say. And I'm not mad about the progress. It wasn't faked. It wasn't lucky. It was absolutely earned. And I think Fred's switch says a lot about him and that's just kind of how you got to play ball in the Big Ten. Uh, You're going to have someone cut the nets down in Houston here in about three and a half weeks uh, because they can play defense, they can shoot threes, they can get up and down. Well, uh, Nebraska's tried to play tempo. It hasn't worked. The commitment to defense wasn't there, and the shots weren't falling. This year, a lot of it came together. Derek Walker, incredible performance for him. Sam Griesel transferred to Nebraska. It was big time for them. Tomanaga was who they scouted, and they got him to to live up to, to what they saw on film, and, and he really had a great stretch run for him. You've got some younger pieces Nebraska fans are excited about and you brought in some transfers that were the right transfers in, in, in Bandamel and Gary. You, you, you hope to get Gary back. What happens with some of the other guys? Uh, you have uh, some, some of the young players were, were waiting uh, Rommel Lloyd's Lloyd's, where I was trying to come up. Sorry. I was spitting out Rommel Lloyd. You're excited about that right what time what type of jump does does um, uh, our, our friend uh, uh, as uh, Jabba called him lovingly Rambus Kurt Rambus. The, uh, and I'm talking about. No, I know you've lost me completely. I've lost you. Who reminds you the most of Rambus with crazy hair, beard, goggles? Wilhelm Breidenbach? Yes. What type of, that's the nickname the Java gave him. That's Rambus. So we're going to give the credit there. But what type of step does Breidenbach make? Can Kita stay healthy? Who sticks? Who stays? All these questions you got to sift through. But overall, I'm going to give Fred a a B. That's a hard, hard B from me. Uh, on a 16-16 and 16 season, but quite honestly, it could have, should have, would have been six to eight wins again, and they, they overcame.
0: Well, with the, uh, the NIT in particular, let's start there, I don't think you can get disappointed if you don't get your hopes up. And with me, whenever Nebraska lost that game to Minnesota, I said, well, there's the NIT gone. Like, yeah, you, you, knew, you we, we knew it. Yeah, you, you knew just based on what that loss was, who Minnesota was coming into the Big Ten term. I mean, I think they were playing their best basketball this season, but they still weren't good. The fact that you lost that game, the way you lost it, that's going to stick out in the the memory of people who are selecting the teams to the NIT tournament. That's going to stand out. Despite the fact that you beat two of the three Big Ten teams that are in the NIT, it doesn't matter if you lose a game to Minnesota in the way in which you did. So uh, I think once that loss happened, I kind of wrote off NIT altogether. I wasn't disappointed by any means last night. I thought we saw the end of the season. Um, and whenever you look at that season in totality, I'm kind of with Schmidty's B, and I think you have to look at it in two senses. First off, what Fred came into the year with, I think that should be uh, considered as a part of the, the coaching job. And I don't think he came in with enough talent 1 through 10 on the roster. I think 1 through 5 was fine. 1 through 10 on the roster I think is a little bit shaky. And I think you give him a C for what he's done in the past couple years, what he brought in this year. But once he finally got into the season, I think he created a system that worked for his starting 5. He created a new system that worked well once he lost two members of your starting 5. I have to give him probably a B-plus or an A-minus in terms of in-season coaching, and mm-hmm. uh, you can't let the the stinker of a performance in the Big Ten tournament leave a bad taste in your mouth for what was, at least in my opinion, a really good coaching job done by uh, Fred Hoiberg. So whenever you average out a B-plus to A-minus with a, a C, I think a B is a, a a fair assessment of what Fred Hoiberg put together in 2022-2023.
1: I think I'm going to go B-plus here because just based on what Fred had to you know, come up with, as you mentioned to Elijah throughout the year, you had so many different lineups that you saw from this Nebraska team. And I mean, anybody in this room or anybody in the comment section, who thought that Oleg was going to get minutes in a handful of big 10 games coming into this year? Because I certainly didn't. And the fact that they were able to concoct different lineups with no band no Gary, they had injuries on and off, you know, Greasel had his things Walker had his things early in the year we had no idea Tominaga was going to be this good, now obviously that says something about the talent that Casey Tomanaga has, but it also says something about what Fred drew up to get him open. Because you see, they were running stuff for him literally every single time down the floor to get Tomanaga open. So I think that goes um, to the credit of Fred Hoiberg. His coaching job just schematically this year I thought was really, really good. Obviously didn't end the way that you wanted it to. And, you know, I agree. I think the loss to Minnesota was the straw that broke the camel's back when it comes to postseason hope. Obviously, once the selection show started for the NIT, my hopes just automatically rose right back up to the top. Just leave me for disappointment because I knew it was to come. But um, I, I give Fred a B plus. The one thing that I think is just gut-wrenching now is to think about what could have been if, A, you win the first round of the Big Ten tournament, and then obviously the game that everybody's been talking about. What if you beat Purdue. And what is that do
2: I'm going to add you? Sparty to that because you're, yes. you're up 15 on them. Mm-hmm. They're a seven seed that could either pack it in or, or it's one of two ways. Does Sparty whimper out or do they get ticked off and do what they're supposed to do in March?
1: Right, and if you don't roll over against Northwestern as well, I think that's a big one. Now, I know the game got out of hand quickly just because Ty Berry had a career night, which is something he normally does not do. I mean, that was his best game in college. But if you don't get steamrolled by Northwestern, and maybe you keep it a little bit closer against Michigan on the road. I know they battled back multiple times in that game, but they never really got it under eight or seven. So Michigan was in control the whole it, time. It
2: looked awful. They, I mean, they, listen, they got drilled horribly. They got drilled at home by Northwestern. They got drilled at home by Illinois, both tournament teams. Mm-hmm. But you get beat at home by 20-plus. I mean that's oh, yeah. just that that that, that is a uh, beware of dog mm. <laughs> sign, okay? And then and then even I mean, look how look how inconsistent Michigan is this year this year, right? I mean Howard had some talent, they still didn't deliver. They're seventeen and fifteen. I mean people are ticked off at Ann Arbor, and and they got drilled up there. They had three bad twenty three bad twenty plus point losses. Okay. And two of the three were were at home. They righted it. They figured it out. Uh, They split with Penn State, who's pretty hot. They swept Iowa. They beat Creighton. Wisconsin's another bubble team they beat. They, um, there's Memphis, obviously, just won uh, America conference. So their their schedule was good. I like what Fred had the guys ready to play for. And that, North, that uh, St. John's matchup early in the year, while it was so hard to watch, it got them prepared and they learned from it later on in the
0: year with pressure. Well, yeah. I, I think two things can be true. One is that Nebraska's resume was not good enough to make the NIT. When you look at it objectively, I can see why they were left out. But also, at the same time, I think the talent and what this basketball team became at the end of the year would have made them a lot better than a lot of teams that are in the NIT. And it's okay that Nebraska... I don't think they would have been, had they made it in, the worst team of the NIT. They were on that 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 first four-out type they, list they, of the NIT. They they, they, are a, they are a dangerous team. Anyone I, I, I in think the they, league yes. would, would have said that. I think they were... Talent-wise, as good as some of those seeded teams, the NIT. But also, based on a resume, I don't think it was a wrong decision to leave Nebraska out. Your resume is important this time of year. It's not just about how you finish the year. Your whole body of work is important. And Nebraska didn't have the whole body of work to make the NIT. And I, I think both of those things can be true at the same time.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that the resume wasn't there, at least in the win column. Now, the schedule was there. And again, I'm glad you brought up Memphis, too. Schmidt is like... What happens if you pick off a couple of games down in Orlando early in the year? That was a good tournament when you look back it at it because Oklahoma's in a really good Big 12. They beat some really good teams. Obviously, you mentioned Memphis just winning the American tournament. So that's just another kind of question mark. What if? But I agree. I don't think the, you know, resume was there in the win column. And, you know, you have to value wins, but you also have to value losses at this time of the year as well. And I think that you saw that with Nebraska. Uh, I hate to go this route. I think you saw that a little bit with Rutgers yesterday as well, being Mm -hmm. left out. Um, You could make the argument both ways there, but I agree. I think you have to look at the entire body of work. The 6-2 February is great and all, but that doesn't discount, say, I don't remember the exact record, but like a 1-6 January, so...
2: It was not good in January and March. you got to go 2-0 and or 2-1, and I should say. you got to play a second day in Chicago. Yes, uh, good question from Nick. You can submit your questions and comments. Uh, we'll put those up here on the stream as well. Uh, yes, Nebraska dangerous to themselves and others <laughs> uh, a lot this season. But do you think if Chucky and, and Hunter were here, they'd be a tournament team. I think they need a seven-footer. Derek did great work. And, and Nick, thanks for the submission against bigger bigger folks. So uh, while it'd be nice to have uh, Zach Edie, uh it's not always mandatory because Derek played and was a was a handful to deal with, uh, even though he's uh, going up against taller folks. It'd be nice to say, yeah, if Chucky's here,
0: that's 15 points, a ball game that you get. But I think Sam Grease will fit this team better from a point guard position this year than, than Chucky would have. And that's hard to say considering he's playing on a different basketball team with different development. but We'll
2: talk some recruiting next. Coach Huffman from Bellevue West on the way.